Hey, what's going on, guys? I hope you're all doing all right. My name is Cody, and you're listening to The Stutterer, and it has been quite a while since I've uploaded a new episode, um, and the title that I'm going to make for this this episode is called It's Time to Come Clean, because um, I've been going through a lot with developing, um, struggling, and really trying to understand the direction that I want to take with my podcast, with my ambitions. It really steers the direction of your life for, for the rest of your life. You have to understand who you are and what you want, because everything you do from here on out will determine where you'll go. And there's a lot of people who don't think about that. They settle in a career and really get comfortable where they are. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for me personally, as a, as a, as a stutterer my whole life, I have felt suppressed. I have felt alone. And I've had this fire in my heart to do something more with my life than what the world said that I could. And I have always had a focused and passionate faith in God, in scripture. And I used to be a writer. Um, I would make these devotionals all the time and would write and think about this or that. But when you go through life and things start to, to develop, you have new bills or or jobs or struggles you have to take care of there's a lot of people in their adulthood that can lose their way they get so focused with just trying to survive that they forget how to live and i saw a memory on my facebook of what i used to write even back in 2020 and it was a vast contrast from who i was then to who who i am now for better or worse. And the reason that I say that is because I used to write so passionately and eloquently, but I lacked the experience of, of really going through hard times. And that's where God really wants to see someone's heart is when you can lose so much and who you will become in the end of it all to test what you say, to test what you think, Someone can be the most passionate man in the world, but you take that away and you'll really see what they are to see how much they really believe in what they've said. And all of these recent years have been hard. Um, I had to move. I live on my own. I had to, uh, deal with my fa my family being torn being torn apart and dealing with so much of it alone and just starting to focus on money and just trying to get by and pay bills it if you don't keep your focus if you don't um keep um if you don't keep yourself grounded you can start to fall to all of the frustration, the ambition, the passion, the anger, rage, it consumes you into simply believing that you can control your own life and everything you're going to do will seize the moment and you don't need 
anyone else. And that is the path that so many people go down. When you struggle and you just want everything to work out and you start to take hold of the reins and push God out of it all, you lose your faith and it feels like as things have stood, it's come full circle because I kind of went down that road. I was angry. I was frustrated and I wanted to, to do things my way and it eats you up. It destroys you because no matter what you do, things can always seem like it get, gets worse. And then with the absence of God, it feels like everything is falling apart. It's meaningless. It's foolish. And you just don't know what to do. And that's where I realized in myself where there is a part of that which is necessary for my own journey. And the same can go for others. Because once you go down that path and you have reached the bottom and you have nowhere else to go, you have to think to yourself of what faith really meant through it all. It really tests the core of who you are and what you believe, and you realize why faith then is necessary. Because trying to control your your future is like trying to hold on to the air. There is n there's nothing you can hold. There's nothing you can control. There is a million different possibilities of how things can occur but God controls it into one outcome and everything is meant to be where it's supposed to be. That is why it's foolish to believe you can change it otherwise. And oftentimes he will let you go and not out of forsaking you, but to let you run that path and to realize why, why he is necessary in the plan of it all. Because you can tell, tell someone not to do it, not to do it. But if you, like saying it over and over again, but eventually you'll have to let them go to so they can see for themselves. Because one of the most impactful ways to influence somebody is when they come upon the idea on their own, not because they're told. When they realize it themselves and they've adopted it into their own heart. You can't tell someone over and over what to believe. There comes a point where they have to understand themselves through the context of what they've lived. And that's why so many times through, through almost every single story through scripture, every single great man that we know, went through a chapter of their lives where everything fell apart. Everything was dark and destroyed. And David was the most outspoken of them all through the Psalms. And there is a significant part of it where he is angry. He is calling out to God, crying out to him in all kinds of emotions, believing that God has forgotten him. He has lied. His promises are not true because of the period of when he was exiled and Saul was trying to find him to kill him. And the same goes for Saul too. God gave him a crown. And eventually over time, Saul became obsessed with his own power and his own agency over his own life. And God 
God left him to it to be consumed until it led to his death. And he put David in his place. But during that point, David was alone. He, he was, he lost everything and survived with groups of bandits, basically of, of nobodies hiding in the de- in the deserts and went through a time of his life where he thought God had, had, had lied about every single promise that he gave him. And even Jonah, who had one of the greatest, um, one of the greatest evangelical campaigns in the world, tried to run from God. And God sent a whale to swallow him, to have him trapped in there to think and to realize why he wants him to go. Because no matter what we believe we can do or what we believe we can achieve, God has our lives in his hands and he loves our lives. He loves who we are, loves how we were made. Even despite all of the flaws, the darkness, the evil inside us, it's all like the tainting of pure water. He sees what's behind it. And he wants to help you. He wants to save you from yourself. And to do that, sometimes it takes seeing the darkest parts of life to then know why the light matters. And that's the point that I went through. I, I, um, I feel like I've made so many mistakes during the last few years. I have been arrogant. I've been foolish. And there came a point when I realized why, why God matters in the, the end of it all. And therefore my words that I wrote before way back in those years actually have meaning now because I've lived them. You can't see, you can't take the word of somebody who's lived in a, who's lived with a silver spoon in their mouth forever. I mean, you can't believe someone like that because the minute the hard times come, they will run. You have to hear those words from somebody who's been through hell and back and still held on. Those are the stories that you want to hear. And there's just been so many things going on that I don't understand or don't know why it's happening. And that's where it slowly dawns on you that you have no control over any of it. And it can be scary but that's why you can't fight. You have to do what you know you need to do, but trusting that you put it in God's hands to take care of it. Whatever you do, giving it to God to say, whatever happens, I want you to steer it. And that can be a scary thing. A lot of people don't want to let go of that control. And that's where I went. That's the point that I got to where I was controlling. I wanted to hold the world in my hand and say, this is mine. And God has no idea what's going on. Cause I always felt like God had power 
over the devil. And he does. But I started to think to myself is that just, does God just watch? Does he just not care? And that's why he says, lean not on your own understanding. There are things going on beyond all of this that you you can't even comprehend. There are things that he does not tell us because our comprehension would be, we can't handle it. The idea, so imagine if you knew every single step of your future, knowing how you would die, knowing every single moment that you will be hurt, that you will be crushed. Would you want to go through life that way? You, you're, there are things you're not supposed to know. There are things that you need to trust that God will take care of because it is in his power to take care of and he will protect you through it all. And this, and it's all necessary toward your growth, toward your individual salvation. And that's why God leaves evil men to themselves because they will bring down wrath upon themselves and their soul cannot run from judgment. We will all die and eternity is what comes next. And the life you lived and the heart behind it is what God will see. Not your money, not your position, not your career. Why you are you and what you did with the gifts you were given. One of the most difficult things in life is to let go of control. And the... the the devotional that I wrote that sparked that thought, which has me start to come back where I'm thinking that I can truly do so much more than what I believe that I could have done. Um, and I wrote here back in 2020, um, it says, worry is nothing but the illusion that we can seize more than what that we can seize more control than what's possible. Thinking about the future can lead, can feel like a trap. Believing that perhaps what the current day brings can compromise it and sabotaging all sense of faith and peace in the current moment. Such a thing is our human tendency to forget the promises that we are given by the Holy Spirit. And all of our striving to work, work harder, our focus then can shift Toward, toward only worrying about the future. But remember, such a thing is not in our grasp as the past is the very same. God has given us this day for us to enjoy what, while the future unfolds for us to continually rejoice in. Nothing is displaced nor nothing out of its purpose. As like the flowing of a river designed since the beginning of time, God has framed all to be provided for. The secret to faith is not hoping for a future. It's seeing what's before us right now and realizing that our faith in God has led us to this very moment. And in each moment and every day, something to rejoice in. Faith is knowing that these gifts will never be far from us as they are promised each and every day. And our trust is knowing that as things come, it is as it should be. Faith flows without disturbance because it should not care of what each day brings, but only that it has been given a purpose since the beginning of time to finish what it has been mandated to achieve. God will provide. See what is given to us right now and rejoice that he makes good of all things. 
Our future will always be ever unfolding for us to witness the majesty of our Lord in this life and beyond. And it is good. And the verses that I chose were Matthew 17, 20. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And the difference now between who I was then and now is, is, is the understanding of life. I can say those words easily, but at the time I was, think life was a lot better. And there's a lot of people going through hell where, where some people have no food, no home, and complete and total destruction where you, where life is gone, where there is nothing left. So it's, so it's easy for someone who has everything they want to say those words, to say that, oh, everything is as it should be. But I've, through the hard times that I've been through and the understanding of what that can feel like, I now know and understand the struggle, the conflict within someone when they're going through condemning times like that, where you just wonder, where's God through all of it? If if everything is good, then why am I hungry? Why am I all alone? And the important part to remember is that life is a stepping stone toward a greater future. Everything in this moment is not the end. It is a transition. And if you trust in God to defend your life, he will work everything together for your good. And in this moment, it can seem dark. It can seem hopeless, like there is no, no chance left. But God is working at working everything toward saving you, toward your salvation, and you have to trust in that. And know that what is right before us is not the end. If we keep on fighting and keep on marching forward in faith, running the race, God will lead us to where we need to be. And that's where the partnership comes. You can't just sit there and trust that God is going to take care of everything. You have to do something, but give it to God to say that nothing I do will ever matter, but in your hands, it can be made into great things. So do something, but trust that God has it in his hands, working through you to achieve something great, not on your own merit. And he will honor that. And I didn't do that. I was trying to do everything on my own, believing I could do everything on my own, on my own merit my own strength and it kept on coming up empty and something felt wrong and that's where i realized what's been missing this whole time and now i can match the understanding of brokenness with what i said before and i'm hoping that i can turn turn my own life around into something or i can match that understanding with devotionals but one of the most important things in this world is a story. 
And if you have been to the darkest, deepest depths, and it seems like there is no chance left and you could come back to God, that is a story that would be spoken of for a lifetime. And you have to take pride in that and come back to God and know that it is not him who brings the pain. It is the devil, the prince of this earth, who wants to kill you and destroy you. And the Lord is trying to save you from it. Don't believe he's just watching you and not caring. The devil is bringing down every single pain and suffering trying to end you. But you have to let God take your hand so that he can shield you from all of that and lead you to toward greater places. He doesn't want you to suffer. He wants you to step down from your pride and to see each and every person as a soul, as an individual, to love your neighbor as you love yourself, but not to see you suffer. He wants you to let go of everything you are and understand that nothing you are was made from yourself. It was made from the blessings of God. And you have to let him take control. And that's a hard thing to do. I can't tell someone to do it here and now it's a process, but you have to trust in God that he will save you. And everything is for a reason, even in the dark times, because there's something he's trying to show you, to have you understand and to let go of all your pride, your anger, your frustration, and let him take hold. That's all I have to say for now, guys. Thank you all for listening. And it's very important that it, we have your support. It's listener funded. Um, and I hope y'all consider subscribing on Spotify. And y'all can also send donations as well. But thank you all for listening, guys. And I will see y'all very, very soon. Y'all take care. Bye.